Blog Talk Radio. want to assure you that your energy is very much present with us today and I have an awareness of you wherever you are, whenever you are. Today, I am just so looking forward to talking once again to a returning guest, Brant Morgan. And I think it is particularly appropriate that today is the day after Earth Day and it's even more appropriate that I've noticed Um, I've been sharing, several of my friends have been sharing on Facebook that Earth Day is every day. And those of us, which I hope is more and more of us, and in many ways it really is all of us if we really look into our hearts, we can appreciate this beautiful Earth every single day. Even if we're in a city somewhere and we're just appreciating the sky that we can see or whatever beauty we can see, we can appreciate it every day. So let me properly introduce my guest today. Um, Brant Morgan is a certified firewalking instructor, which I find very interesting. He is also what I would term a wilderness expert, but a visionary as well, very much aware of the gifts of nature. Um, He last was on our show talking about the five agreements game, the chivalry of relationships. And that work, I believe, flows out of his awareness because he is a Toltec mentor. He is internationally known as a teacher and a writer. He created something called Vision Walk, which is expressed within a book as well um, called Vision Walk, Asking Questions, Getting Answers, Shifting Consciousness, and I know we will talk about that today. And as a wilderness expert in his own way, he also co-authored four books with Tom Brown Jr., known as The Tracker on Wilderness Survival, and again, Nature Awareness, and today we're going to explore just what that can mean, Nature Awareness. And I come to you today having walked in nature this morning in the rain in a beautiful setting, um, which I very much enjoyed. Um, Brant's website is Brant 
MorganMorgan.com, and it's on the page, and I invite you to visit that later. So I just have to say I am just so happy to bring back on the show Brant Morgan. Welcome back, Brant. Thank you, Susan. It's a real pleasure to be here and to be walking in the rain with you again. Ah uh, yes, I. <laughs> I we were joking before the show that you know it, you can't walk in the rain and not. If I sound like I'm on a natural high, well, I'm on a natural high because I came in from from walking in the rain and pretty rapidly got home, got myself home, and and you know we got to settle down and get get technology working and everything to get this show going. But um, but you know it 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 really is a beautiful part of my day-to-day life as much as I can incorporate it, and I know it is in yours very much so, and so much a part of your work. So, um, you know, perhaps we can start there when we talk about nature awareness, which is a very broad and expansive term. Um, Where can that begin to take us, Brant? Well, when you mention the word nature awareness, uh, the term nature awareness is in it actually it takes me back to my boyhood years in growing up in Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. where I became really, um, I really fell in love with the parks there. And in 1979, I wrote a guidebook to Seattle's parks, which included every little green space I could find in uh-huh. the city. And in that book, I, I realized that the, my main motivation in writing it was not really so much to catalog all the parks, but simply to help open up to people this concept of nature awareness in their own backyards or just a few steps from their own backyards. And I refer to the parks and parks everywhere, really, as as beautiful breathing spaces, spaces Mm. that allow Mm -hmm. us um, a view of the greenery, a view of the earth, a sense of the earth itself and the trees and the animals that are so so close at hand and really so much a part of our evolution. Um, it's it's so easy to forget our our underpinnings in nature when we're surrounded by concrete and asphalt and steel, and yeah. um, to 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 remember, oh yes, nature's nature awareness, the awareness of my of my heritage as a human being and as a human animal is just moments away. All I have to do is step out into a park and breathe and look and remember and sense and and open up the senses too. That's a a big part of nature awareness is becoming aware of our own inner natures as well because we're, as you so beautifully mentioned in the beginning, uh, Earth Day is never far away. In fact, it's not even any farther than our next breath or heartbeat. Mm -hmm. We are the Earth. We're made yeah. of the earth, and it's yeah. so beautiful to remember that because it takes us back to a place of of peace, of tranquility, of centeredness, and and living in the now as all animals do. Yeah, um, where where we can more easily make the choices and decisions that are healthy for us. Yes, yes. You know, I appreciate that you began this reflecting upon where you grew up because. I know for me, Brant, you know, it, it brings me back to a person I once was and still am. But but I had kind of lost track of that person for a while. 
Um, I don't think I lost track of that person completely, but, you know, I was this girl growing up in Colorado. And every year I was sent to camp, or most years, and I would wander off, (laughs) I have to admit, Uh early in the morning when I wasn't supposed to. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And see, um, (laughs) I I have to say that it's a part of our core beingness, I guess, to, to use and it, it starts at the very beginning because that girl who sat on the mountain waiting for sunrise in the stillness is mm. still here. And there is this innocence captured in this experience and a very magical uh, aspect of it as well. It is not, there is magic in the forest it, and it is real. Oh, isn't that isn't that true and it awakens the magic in us and the magic of the little boy or girl who once was and still is but we we tend to forget that in the in the pressures of the workaday world so step into nature grab yourself a stick and <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and begin and begin to walk not only down the path deeper into the woods but deeper into our own true natures, where we remember that that inner child and the 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 adventure, the sense of exploration and wonder and creativity, it it all comes back, and all that yes. is with us when we come back to the so-called real world, yes. um, having having nurtured ourselves uh, with with the, the reflections of nature. You know, my worlds are all blurring together, and I think the more that we spend time in nature, um, I, I feel like sometimes, and maybe maybe some are listening, people that I work with and things, it's like, how can you find the time? You know, because I've got all kinds of followers who are you know, really busy people, lawyers and doctors, and you know, everyone in the metaphysical community is busy in some way. I mean, it, there is a lot to this life. There can be. And you know what? It's not that much time. It, it, it makes all the difference, Brent. It expands our day. And so when you talk about people in the cities, you know, how do you how do you get a chance to get out there to the park? I will tell you, you get out there for an hour, and you will find more time <laughs> in your day. It you won't will, take away will. time. You, it gives you yeah, time. It brings, as, exactly as you say, it brings the magic back with you. And uh-huh. it reminds me of an, an old bumper sticker. Uh, time spent fishing is not deducted from lifespan. Well, time uh, spent in the wood, time spent in nature in any respect is not only not deducted from your lifespan, but it does seem to expand uh, the, the amount of time we have during the day uh, just because it relaxes us so much. We can make clearer choices. We can yeah. act more uh, wisely in the moment. And we're not spinning our wheels with anxiety and pressure and worry yeah. and yeah. and all the all the burdens of the past. All these things seem to disappear, and as they do, um, as they do, we come into a space. It's almost like going back to the garden. It, uh, it the is. garden within us, which is always mm-hmm. available, that is really much more. Uh, what's the word, uh, economical than than yeah. spending the entire day in the office worrying and fretting about things you can't do anything about or pretending yeah. to be busy when you're really not getting things done. Uh, go go nurture yourself and come back refreshed and able to make make choices and, and decisions and take action 
much more efficiently. Yes. You know, I used to work in an office for many years where we had a beautiful campus. It's known for just one of the most gorgeous campuses, and there can be many offices like that in the Pacific Northwest or Northern California, different places, well, throughout the country. I've seen them in, in North Carolina. I mean, beautiful campuses, and yet, here's the point. Okay, so you're working at this beautiful place, and, you know, if you're lucky, maybe you have a window. A lot of times you may not, but but I had a window, and at some point I had a view of this lake out there, which was wonderful. It was wonderful to have that view. However, I rarely went out there, Brant. I mean, I have to admit, you know, I'd race over to lunch. You know, I'd go by the lake. I might notice it. You know, I might spend maybe a couple minutes. I remember when my son for one summer he was kind of in a summer camp and then I'd have to walk through these little woods where he was but I was so busy so busy so busy so busy um you know just uh and I know that feeling that's what I'm trying to capture and the view wasn't enough I mean it's nice mm-hmm. it was great to have a view you do get something from it but I tell you you, you say it and I'm echoing it both of us we we get more time, we get more energy if we just take a break and go out there. Go out there and sit by the lake. You have a beautiful view. Go sit there. Walk around it. Smell the smells that are around the lake. You know, like you said, all the senses. All the senses. And it makes a huge and, difference. And and then, of course, there are times, there are sometimes whole, uh, many hours or periods of an entire day or half a day when we we really do have to keep our nose to the grindstone, so true, to speak, true. where where a, a person might not even have a great view, what can they do to connect with mm-hmm. nature in those moments? Well, again, I would remind everyone: we are nature. Our bodies are nature. Yeah. Our minds are nature. And and even if we just take the time to close our eyes for a moment, feel our own heartbeat take a deep breath and release everything that's not this moment. That yeah. too is returning to nature in whatever small way we can in the moment. And that too can be renewing and refreshing. Um, maybe not as refreshing as taking a walk in the morning rain, but we can save that until until we have time time to do it. The point is everyone can take a conscious breath. Everyone yeah. has time to do yeah. that. It's something we have to do. We have to do anyway. Uh, thank God. <laughs> thank well, nature. And, we're and, fortunate and, to and be breathing, those, yes. And in those moments, we can simply remind ourselves, ah, I'm home. Uh, I'm home in, in myself, in my own true nature, connected to nature through this body and through every, every heartbeat and all my trillions of cells. They are nature. So we have a we have an inner wilderness with us in any moment if we want to take an inner journey. Yeah. And the 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 value of doing that is just um priceless. Yes. Just priceless. Yes. That that's a that's such an important reminder. And you make an important point. You know, it's true. There are many days when Perhaps we can't get out there, but we can always connect, um, you know, and and that's a good reminder for me, too, because I personally, and I think for many people listening, because um, 
I know that sometimes on those days, I mean, I'm really blessed to be able to get out as much as I can, but on those days I can't, or if there's several days, you know, where something has come up and I can't get out there, sometimes that's frustrating for me, Brett. I'll, I'll be honest, it, it can be. And and that's where what you describe is important um, because we can be in that state of peace anywhere and in any situation. And I think many of us have much to learn. I feel I'm very much a student of, of breathing and, and meditation. I have I have a lot to learn in that area, I always feel, and I'm open to learning. And I'm I know you've explored this a lot through your your vision work and and perhaps this is a good time to to talk a little bit more about that because I'm really curious about that exploration and and the work that you've done in that area. Well, it's very directly connected to what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, The book, Vision Walk, which I wrote uh, about six or seven years ago, is really all about a very simple meditation process that allows you to answer questions, any question really, or solve any problem in just a few minutes by accessing your own inner wisdom. And interestingly enough, you access your own inner wisdom by, number one, doing the meditation that I recommend, which is, but, it, but it can be done in many different ways. It's basically any method that allows you to turn off the mind, put it aside, ask a question of supreme importance to you. It could be anything from what's, who am I and what's my purpose in life to yeah. should I stay in this relationship? Is this the right one for me? Um, um do I can I really trust my stockbroker, <laughs> um, or even th- things as as practical as where can I find the where are the car keys where do I leave the car keys? <clears throat> the premise and the and the whole thing was inspired by the Native American Vision Quest, which is a period yeah. of four days and four nights spent in a ten foot circle, fasting and asking for a vision. But what happens during that time is that the the activity of the mind tends to slow down for lack of stimulation. And the spirit world within each of us begins to open up. And what I discovered during that four-day period was that not only did the inner world of vision and my connection to all of nature open up, but I found that I could commune and communicate with uh, rocks and trees and clouds and animals and birds and even things we would consider inanimate had precious messages for me if I asked the right questions. Almost any question that I asked would be answered by some symbol that would appear in nature. Yeah. And I'll give you an, an example of, and, and just one day I was doing, I was doing a some teaching on the Toltec path for a bunch of students in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And they were all up in their heads. And I asked myself, what can I do to get them to get out of their heads, go into their hearts, and really feel what I'm trying to pass on? The Toltec path is so much of the heart rather than the head that I I asked this question of my own inner voice, and my inner voice responded, send them on a vision quest. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought you can't do you can't do that four days and four nights in a ten foot circle casting uh-huh. and praying. 
and my inner voice said, "It just it said, just do it. Just do it. A short meditation in which they ask a question of supreme importance, send them out on a 10 or 15 minute walk, and they will see yeah. something in nature that will be the answer to their question. And so without any further questioning of my inner voice, I I did exactly as it said, took them on a 10-minute meditation in which we put the mind aside, relaxed the body, went down into the heart, and they imagined themselves being in this beautiful heart chamber where they asked their question of supreme importance. One man asked the question, how can I let go of this very painful relationship that I'm suffering with? My wife has left me. She's not coming back, but I'm still suffering. How can I stop suffering? He asked the question. He started walking along a pathway, and I sent them out. After about a minute, he found a little scarab beetle, and the beetle was dead. All that was left was a carcass. He picked up the carcass, and as he looked at it, he, he suddenly realized, oh, my gosh. That's my relationship. That's what I've been holding on to. There's nothing in it. And as he turned his hand over and dropped the carcass back into the dust, all the energy that he'd been holding on to left with the carcass. And he came back with tears streaming down his cheeks. It's so full of joy and openness and relief and forgiveness, not only of her but of himself. And the openness indicated I'm I'm open to life and open to a new relationship. Um, there's space for it now that I've let go of this. So it, it can have very magical effects. And you can see how just a little object that most of us would pass over in nature that he noticed because he was in his heart and because he'd asked this important question became a turning point for his life, something that... That, that changed his life. It wasn't just an intellectual answer to his question. It was the solution to his problem, to his yeah. suffering. Yeah. Uh, it was a major life transformation just because he had the courage to ask that question. And that I found it true with even groups up to a couple of hundred have all found their answers. Everyone, everyone going out into nature and they're asking their own questions coming back amazed at the shifts that have occurred in them. The um, So there's a meditation that goes along with the book, and um, I also sell a CD separately from the book. And I'm, what I'm finding is that a lot of people will read the book and think, oh, wow, that, that sounds cool, but they don't actually go do the meditation through them. And it's, uh-huh. it's not it's not about reading a book. It's about yeah. doing it. It's about yeah. experiencing it and discovering what a shift it can make in your life. So I'm I'm trying to figure out a way of combining a very shortened version of the book with the Vision Walk CD, where people can just go directly to the CD without any necessity for understanding how it works. Their own experience is the understanding. All they need to do is is the meditation. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think sometimes we lose sight of that, um, and that can even happen, I, I find, you know, preparing for the show when I work with a lot of different books, it, it's many of many of these things, they're, they are experiential. 
cool. And that's what's that's the beauty of it. I mean, and it takes time sometimes to integrate some of these things. But what you're talking about is really very simple in in a way. And you know, I'm not sure I've looked at it in quite the way that you're describing myself in my life where you know you consciously ask that question and then look for the symbols. I've had experiences where symbols arrive when I wasn't necessarily consciously asking a question. And maybe sometimes, and I guess I, I wonder about that too. I I had some years ago, especially, a very dramatic spiritual awakening. And mm. one of the, the key aspects of this brand, in, in 2003, I was on a field trip at a nature park. And I was still aware of the world. Very, I was both. It was like having feet in two places. <laughs> and um, and <laughs> nature started to awaken, and there were symbols everywhere. The geese, how they acted, oh, um, even beautiful. how the children interacted with the geese at this place. And, oh, it was really powerful. I wouldn't be doing this show if not for what, what happened in, in 2003. Yeah. And, oh, I understand. And beyond. But I guess at the core of this is a question, because I've had a number of experts on, probably partly because I'm curious to learn more about what I and others have had happen, almost like spontaneous vision quests, I guess I could call it. Beautiful, um, beautiful, yeah, beautiful yeah. term. Is that, is that, yes, and that's the question, I guess. What of those? Because I know there are people out there like me. I've interviewed some of them and they've called or, or written, where we've had a dramatic awakening, a spiritual emergence, and we become aware very fast, sometimes too fast. We need to ground, we learn over time. It can take many years. Um, but And then the symbols appear. I mean, right. things become very meaningful and real. They're not imagined. They're impossibly real. No. I mean, just... And I say that in quotes. So, so maybe you could speak to that, Brant, those of us who've had yeah, these sure, experiences. Sure. In, in a way, Susan, you could say that those experiences, as magical as they are, are, are in some ways more real than what we call daily reality. Yes. Because, yes. They, because they not only shift our lives and open up new possibilities, but they they have the effect of, of, of transforming life in a very real down-to-earth way. For example, you say you wouldn't even be doing this show if it weren't for mm-hmm. that experience. I can really relate to that. My yeah. vision quest, for example, changed my life in the 30 years since then have not been the same because of it. But that's yeah. been very down-to-earth. Now, what, I, what I'd say is that, that in a way, the vision walk or having to ask a question is is only one part of the constant conversation that is going on between us as individual humans and what we call nature or consciousness or god yeah. or yeah. whatever whatever uh, amazing force it is that runs the universe we're part and parcel of this amazing kaleidoscope of energies that are always interacting with each other always communicating and communing with each other, we can never be separate from it, but we artificially separate ourselves and then think we've forgotten uh, how to communicate, and then, then we'll have these magical experiences that seem to come from the other side spontaneously yes. without, 
unasked for. Well, that's, that's what I would say is our own true nature communicating to us from um, a larger expression of who we already are. Um, The closest term I can come to expressing it is the universal consciousness, the the all-knowing, all-intelligent, all-powerful consciousness that breathes our lungs and beats our hearts and keeps everything going is as interested in, in, in our fulfillment as we are in finding our fulfillment and being a part of society and the universe. And, and so the wonder goes both ways. Um, yes. How could we have even developed the desire to ask a question if yeah. the answer weren't, weren't there waiting for us, wanting to meet us at the same time? Wanting to, if 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 spirit weren't wanting to get through to us just as passionately as we want to communicate with spirit, if we if we could realize that in any moment, we'd never feel alone, we'd never yeah. feel uh, isolated or as though uh, we didn't know our purpose because we we have this constant companion which is spirit, which is the 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 affectionate natural expression of our own universal consciousness reflected in everything around us yes. and i in in the years since my vision quest i've come to realize that what we what we call our body this this little physical human being is really just a vehicle for the unbounded spirit that we are. And that spirit is so enormous, so expansive, so um, so wise and deep and eternal. How can it possibly be contained within a tiny little body on a speck of spinning dust in, on a galaxy called the Milky Way? You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's like, and, if, and a friend recently, a very wise friend of mine recently said, you know, if we if we accept the fact that we are connected with universal consciousness, then isn't it possible that our body is the universe? Our true body is the entire universe? Mm-hmm. And we've just been putting ourselves in this tiny little hovel, thinking that we're separate and have a need to protect and defend ourselves when we're really a part of the magnificent cosmos uh, it, that has decided to experience itself in human form, magnificent yeah. human form, and that then the human form just becomes so uh, so magical in its own right, so magnificent in its own right. Yes. This this yes. little existence that, that we call a human life is very very quick. It's like a shooting star, uh-huh. and then it, and then it's over. But are we done? If you, if you really check in with yourself, can you say, that's the end of my life? No. What is it that's hearing these words right now? Is it is it bounded and temporal within a human body? Or is it something bigger than that? And does it, does it end when a human body is gone? The answer I get to that, when I, when I imagine myself as, 
that which is hearing these words mm-hmm. is no, no, there isn't any end to it. And there's no beginning either. It's 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 endless. It's it's boundless, and it's in human form. Wow! If we could recognize that as the eternal in human form, we wouldn't need courage. We would just we would just do things out of sheer joy. Yes. We oh, I love that. To, we wouldn't have problems to solve. There would be opportunities for human expression. Yeah. We'd be we'd be explorers with all the excitement and wonder of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and and that's <laughs> Ready to start what we, out the new world. That's beautiful though. I mean that's what we are. I I I know that um you know some I don't know at some point I was thinking of ourselves as as if we all choose, you know, when we come down to this earth, it's as if we're all climbing Everest. I mean the human experience in all of its um, all the different aspects of the human experience, um, it, it's a powerful thing. And, you know, it's it's so, it's rather synchronistic because just this morning, as I was walking, actually, I was thinking about various opportunities, I guess one could call it, a, you know, things that I, I'm having to deal with right now, that we all have these mm. things in front of mm-hmm. us. And I was starting to Don't think of go. different ways, you know, okay, so, you know, look at this scenario or that. And you think to yourself, okay, well, we get so tied up in, you know, what if the worst thing happens? There's like, well, we know we were taught to, 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 to steer away from that. Yeah, and and, we, and we do yeah, our best. Yeah. But this was a little beyond that, Brant, because in nature I would say, well, you know, so what? <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds, but it wasn't. It wasn't right. like it wasn't totally denying that. Okay, I have these responsibilities. I have these things I need to do. But it was sort of like, you know what? If whatever happens, it's part of this experience. It's part of this life, and mm-hmm. and I come mm-hmm. to celebrate human life. What it's like right, to be truly right. human in all of its aspects, exactly. more and more. And, and imagine the universal consciousness deciding to forget that it's universal and all powerful, and and come and and create a human body which becomes yes. its vehicle for an entire lifetime, and it's subjected to all the the tininess. And it's subjected to all the limitations and problems of human life. But with the awareness, if if we have the awareness that we are that universal consciousness, doesn't the human experience take on a completely different um, uh, different uh, attitude, you might say? I mean, you, you can experience it all, with all the problems and all the limitations and at the same time realize, oh, the real purpose here is to remember what I really am and live this life as that consciousness in human mm-hmm. form. Then, yes. then it becomes completely different. You have yes. to ask the mind, how do I calculate my way out of this particular problem? How do I figure out how to pay two or three years of back taxes? And <laughs> Or how do yeah. I come out on top in, the, <laughs> in this argument? How do I prevail um, and win or compete? And be better than no. Then, then life takes on this this wonderful sense of 
how can I cooperate with other expressions of universal consciousness in human form in such a way that we both share the truth of what we are, that we both that we that we cooperate and work together in creating something wonderful on this this human dominated planet. Wonderful that's that's in harmony and balance with all the other expressions of universal consciousness in so many different forms. I can't help but think, Susan, that every time I take a walk in the woods, uh-huh. anytime anyone takes a walk in the woods and feels the magic and wonder of it, it's because they're seeing themselves in other forms, being reflected yeah. back to them. And there's a recognition there. There's a recognition yeah. even even in seeing a shooting star at night. Oh, wow. There's something in me that's just that wondrous. And it's so far beyond being human, and yet it's very much a part of being human. If we could, if yeah. we could live with this, with this expansiveness at the same time that we that we live in a very practical, down to earth body on on a human level, if we could bring that wonder into it, uh, everything would take on a completely different quality. Yes, you know, I I find and and just. You know, again, reflecting on what just happened to me this morning is I was very much in my mind. You know, the thing that I said when I started, the thing I said, so what about, that went drop, got me down this little, I don't know, a little deviation on the trail was a mind-based thing, very concrete kind of, you know, nuts and bolts kind of thing. But then nature and our real selves they take us beyond those things. I mean, those things of the mind, you know, the concrete. I mean, we got to we we think about how our regular day to day existence is, but it's the things of the heart right. that endure. Right. And and those things, you know, you're never going to say so what about the heart. Now, the mind, yes. I mean, you just may say, you know, just quiet down. <laughs> I think I was kind of saying mm-hmm. to my mind, just just let that go. It's going to be okay. And that was immediate. You know, and then before I knew it, I was in the forest. This was before I got to the forest, and the rain started pouring. And I even took a video, mm. which I'll post later, um, because I was standing under my favorite tree in the rain, and I captured the sound because it totally took me away. It, it brought me back to my heart, and that little deviation of my mind, you know, it was like, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to worry. I mean, there you go, and and just stay in the heart. Stay in the heart, yeah, and the rain and, and, brings and, and me in, to my heart. Mm-hmm. And in, in that moment, and I, I can really relate to what you're saying, so there's not a day that goes by that I don't have the same <laughs> dilemma yes. for yes. one reason or another, and the same thing happens, Susan. In the moment when something opens the heart and there's a remembering of yes. my true nature, the yes. mind quiets. It, it's, it's still there, but it's quiet. And yes. it's not trying to solve something that can't be solved by the mind. It's not yes. just endlessly working this this uh, continual feedback loop of worry and concern and, and problems. It stops, and then your whole being, you realize, oh, it's not as serious as I thought. And, oh, right. wow, here's the, here's the practical thing I can do about that right now. Yes. Rather than continuing to agonize over it, again and again, the solution is going into the heart and remembering our true nature. Yes, yes, I, I, I 
so appreciate that. And yet, you know, I do find it's interesting, these journeys we take down the trail, because um, our minds will, it's, it's a journey. I mean, some days it's like you can, you'll experience many aspects of yourself on the trail. Um, I have found, and as you say, I love what you said about things being reflected back to us. That that I really appreciate. That's a that's a very profound concept. Um, and you know, I might I'm going to really start paying attention more. You know, when we talk about nature awareness, you're you're calling me to a higher level of awareness because I'm starting to realize sometimes things are happening and where maybe I'm not paying full attention to what nature is mm-hmm. really saying. And I think it is speaking more than I realize. Um mm-hmm. and and I and and it can be very, very helpful. There there's no question. Yeah. The conversation is constant. It's yeah. going on all the time unless we're blocking it out by too much mind chatter. Yeah. And I'm re- reminded by something you said of a a practice that I use with my students fairly often mm-hmm. when I'm working together with, with groups of people in Teotihuacan, Mexico. One of the things that we do routinely is is get down on our knees and lower our heads to the ground from that in that posture, on our knees, lower our heads to the ground so that yeah. our brains, our brains are momentarily put beneath our heart. And it's mm. it's done with this intent of reminding ourselves that the the mind was intended as a tool to be used in service to the heart, not as not as the computer that runs the ship for important decision life decisions. And that if if it's in service to the heart, below the heart in a sense, it can be quiet and it it again becomes the beautiful powerful tool it was meant to be it calculates very well but it doesn't feel and it it isn't wise it isn't creative the heart has all those qualities that are needed for us to make the big decisions and chart our course and stay on course and in connection with this universal conscious nature and and then we can ask the mind from that space of the heart okay what's the next step and how how can I, how can I put this, this vision, for example, into form? How can I create yes. this business? How can I solve yeah. this problem, etc., yeah. etc. But the actual vision of the solution doesn't come through the mind. It's always through the heart. Yes. And and that yeah. conversation again is continual. It's good. This conversation between our, our bodies and nat- and the nature's body. It's happening all the time, and it's not even something that's out there or above or below. Um, Oftentimes, it's just a matter of taking a breath and going deeper within ourselves. It's available right here and now without having to go out. Yes, that's important. That that wisdom is, is our birthright. Yes. Yes, it seems that I have more and more people coming to this show, and just in general, um, I feel in the world right now, we have reminders all around us, listen to your heart, listen to your heart, and I think we're starting to learn 
what that is and 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 that's a process too is is but you know what deep down we know we know and you're right back to your your a child that we we were long ago i mean children they they can very much be in that heart space that that space of wonder and curiosity and you know before all the judgment enters in and the mind based stuff and and i think we're learning more and more and i'm seeing this message all around us more and more how we need to get into heart based courses of action you know, and that's just, how we'll heal just, things you know you just reminded me of something else it's very uh-huh. much connected with what we're talking about yes. but it seems it seems different on on the surface <laughs> and that is i often um, I, when I'm in the midst of, of uh, trying to solve a problem or frustrated or overwhelmed or discouraged about something, yeah. <clears throat> I have a, have a couple of close friends that I will routinely call and yeah. say, hey, Steve, hey, Suzanne, um, what do you think about it? Let me run this by you. I've got yeah. some stuff going on in my mind and I can't seem to figure it out. I'll run this by you. But in running the problem or situation by my close friend, people who really know me and know uh-huh. my heart, they will reflect back to me the wisdom of my own heart. Almost yes. always. Almost yes. always. I will find peace in just going to have a cup of coffee with a friend or a phone call with a close friend uh, who who knows me. And what do they know? Well, they know so much more than what's in the mind. They they know who we are at our, in our yeah. deepest core. And so friendship, too, is an expression of our true nature. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. And how many times have we, we all experienced where we, just by expressing whatever the thing is, you know, just, just letting it out, our own answers are right in front of us. But we needed that. We needed that action of expressing it with with a friend who is listening. And and once we go through that, the answer's right there. And and it's always based in the heart. I mean, it, it, it's easier to sort out, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's the mind, that's judgment, or that's, you know, something, that's just, you know, going around in circles. And right here is the heart. And mm-hmm. and I think that um it's reflected back to us in so many ways, I guess, it, and through ourselves, through ourselves too. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you know what comes to mind right now, Susan? It's something I never imagined I would be talking about with you on yes. on the show. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's 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 the word diet. Mm. It's the word diet. And you know, okay. there's so much talk about eating healthy, uh, eating yeah. foods that are good for our bodies and keeping a good uh, balance of, of the right kinds of foods. Well, the same can be said of thoughts. The same can be said of activities. Yeah. Um, and so in a, in a way, what you and I are talking about here is is, is maintaining, finding, number one, a, a, a good balance of Yes, of balance. Thought, That's of, a word. of heart, of conversation mm-hmm. with nature, with friends, with ourselves, <clears throat> with maybe books, um, but a, a balance of activities and thoughts and uh, creative actions that that leave us in this place of homeostasis, 
of this place of well-being yeah. most of the time so that we don't get into major crises or that we can work our way through them much more easily. Yes, yes, yes. very, very true. And, you know, I feel it. It's funny. It's very it's very circular holographic in a way because it's happening right here. I mean, I feel so sure. fortunate to have the people who come on this show. It is not at all unusual where um, it's a journey. And then, then I discover other people are journeying through similar things. And and it's exactly what we're doing right now. And and the listeners sure. listening are having an and, experience with us. And, and, it, and, and it's it, so cool when the very show itself can become an, an instrument or vehicle for for the discovery even of the people who are on the show. That's exactly I mean, I, it. I've, that's exactly what this show is. <laughs> it's not a passive exercise. <laughs> I'm forever changed by this show all the time. I mean, it, it every show, I swear. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm just reflecting on it as we speak, just how much just having these wonderful conversations, it, it, it fuels the show, it fuels my life, and then vicariously it helps many people. And the guests will often say, you know, it's just... It's a it's a beautiful thing, and and we can do you know everybody can do this in real life too. Where, you know, how often do we really brand? You know, if you think about it, um, so many of us get so busy. I mean, like when I was in the corporate world, especially busy, 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 and maybe didn't have those friends that could have really been helpful for me at times um, to mm. just reflect. You know. What's the beauty, you know, just, just honestly reflecting or or even take the time, you know, to take a workshop sometimes if it's the right kind of workshop for people, you know, just that quiet time to for our own development and reflection and learning. It, it's, it matters in our lives. It really does. Yes, and there's so many different approaches. There's so many different approaches. And I guess that's... That brings me back to a question I often get from my students and from mm-hmm. people in general. Um, what, what's people will ask me? What's your view of religion and spirituality? Yeah. And I'll yeah. say, you know, I I just whenever I hear the term religion or spirituality, I just get sense of such a sense of fullness in my heart because it's like you must be familiar with Mount Rainier, and if not Mount Rainier, oh, Mount yeah. Hood. The beautiful, beautiful volcanic mountains that are covered mm-hmm. with snow in the mm-hmm. wintertime and the glacial cirques and incredible forests. But all yeah. of these beautiful big mountains have many, many pathways that go to yeah. the top. And they're all beautiful in their own rights. And some are difficult, some are easier. Some have, They all have different, uh, different views and different terrain that you need to pass yeah. and different challenges along the way. But they're all beautiful pathways, but religion and spirituality, they're all beautiful pathways leading to the top of the same mountain. But at the top, the view is all the same. We're all one. It's all consciousness yeah. enjoying it, enjoying itself. And, and looking down at any of those pathways, you can say, wow, what a trip. What a trip. <laughs> and so yeah. I just encourage yeah. people, whether people are trying to find um, their own spiritual path or their or a new balance in their own lives, look at the things that speak to your heart. Look at the paths that speak to your heart and set out on them one step at a time. 
and and enjoy the scenery, enjoy the pass, passing nature, and nurture, nourish yourself with it. Um, yeah. a, a combination of things we've been talking about this morning are all parts of that that same individual path for any person who's picking and choosing among the things we've spoken about. Well, yes. they'll have their own their own recipe, their own diet. It's so to true. Speak. It's true. You know, I'm realized but, I had this beautiful symbol. It must have happened. I don't. I don't know. Maybe a year ago, I was walking on this trail that I enjoy, and it was a Sunday afternoon. And along came with a small group of people, the most conservative minister in town, and and I mean, you could not pick a more conservative denomination basically. And I tell you, and I'm friends, I I am friends with this person, I mean, to a point, I mean, I have interacted uh-huh. with this person, and this person has an awareness that I have a different spiritual path. And I tell you what, Brent, we looked, he said hello, I said hello, and we connected, and we knew we were in the same place. I mean, we right. were in the right. same place. And when I say place, not just physical, exactly what you're talking about. We were mm-hmm. celebrating to him. He would have very specifically said, this is, you know, God's creation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. I could use the same term, you know. This is uh, exactly. the creation of exactly. all that is and, you know, whatever label. But we, you know, I'm when tingling it, right now just thinking about when this it comes experience. To co- same thing. When it comes to communion of the heart, the denomination doesn't matter. The it terminology doesn't matter. And there's an understanding between both people that those are just yes. words. Those are just signposts. Yes. But the reality is what they're experiencing in that moment of sharing. That's Yes, the and in that moment there was no judgment, Brant. There was only love. I mean, there was just this utter, you know, awe of isn't this just the most astonishing day? Walk. It was right in the middle of the forest and, you know, it just doesn't get better than this. You know, this is heaven. I mean, that was sort of the feeling that was just among us all in the forest. Mm. This is heaven. And, it, and, and in those moments, you you realize, oh my gosh, I've been I've been trying to find heaven. Yeah. Through actions and thoughts and reading books and doing this and that, and every, every moment of of experiencing heaven is the realization. Oh my gosh, I was always there and I'd just forgotten. Yes. This is this yes. is it. This moment is yes. it. Yes, and and isn't that liberating? Because then we don't have to always be looking for it all the time. I mean, if we can we can start finding it more and more when when we see it. And and yeah. I mean, now I'm going to be beyond words because it, it's getting to that point. You know, when, when you start to contemplate this, the words start to fail. I mean, it's just an amazing we, – we just have so much to be thankful for on this planet. And and you know what? We're getting towards the end of the show, and I guess I should say how thankful I am that you're here today, Brian. Mm. I mean, my um, goodness. I'm what... so so thankful to be here too, Susan. And yes. one other thing I'd like to share that sort of Please sums do. it up for me, I, uh, a message that I got from my friend and mentor, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The yes. Four Agreement. A yes. message I got by email just a couple of days ago. And these are in daily messages that you get from his website. And this uh-huh. one just said, how would you live if you realized 
You are the force that opens the rose. Wow. You are I the force that. that opens opens the rose. You are life. You are love. You are that. That's the essence of who you are. And if you lived as the truth of what you are, how would you yes. live this human life? If you, and that, yes. that, that image of the rose opening and remembering, oh, not, not even as a belief, Susan, but just as a possibility that I am that force. If I were that force, yes. what difference would that make in my life, having that attitude? Wow. Wow. What a beautiful symbol. That that's that that is I, I'm gonna have to contemplate that after the show. That is just so wow. Wow, you know, it's or weird. The, or, I saw a rose yeah. yesterday early and there it was and as you're saying that I'm thinking about it. I mean there's there's or, so or, much but the but it's also the force that brings the rain, the force in yes, the beauty in a, in a raindrop, in the sunshine. We are that force, too. And then it just becomes a communion of all these different forms. Yes. What a magnificent yes. existence. Yes. Well now, well, now that we've spaced out our audience. Yes, totally. I, like I said, I, I lost track of my words totally about five minutes ago. So, but but just the the what a what a what a beautiful beautiful expression. I mean, I think that's what it is right there. I mean, we are the expression of beauty. That that's what Don Miguel was was saying. That that co-creative expression behind everything. I mean, how beautiful is that? Wow. Um, yes, I suppose we had better wrap this up. I, I want people to know that they can find out about you at Um and um, it's spelled out on the page. Um, and, um, I, again, I'm just so thankful to have you here today, Brant. Thank you so much. Always here, Susan, just as you are here. <laughs> we're we're both always here now. And yes. everyone else is too. Great great to yes. visit. But such yes, a pleasure. Very much so. Very much so. Thank you so much. And take care. You're so welcome. You too. All right. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Um, just a just a note, it's true. I I it, that that was a pretty amazing show, and some days I am beyond words when that happens. Um, but just a couple of things to mention. Um, the next show, Saturday, April 25th, quite a few shows this week, um, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, Angel Lady Sue Storm is coming back on the show, and we're just going to have a night of intuition. I haven't done one of those in a while. I had kind of put them on hold for a while, and I decided, well, we'll flow into them again for a while because I know that people so enjoy those shows. So um, Sue Storm will be coming back, and I know many of you enjoy her. And then um, you can learn all about this show on FrontierBeyondFear.com. If you want to learn about the past and the future, go to FrontierBeyondFear.com. There's also a way to support the broadcast there. This is a listener-supported show. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to go. And beyond that, I'm still feeling the energy. So um, I think I'm just going to leave you all with that feeling of 
what really would it be like to be the force behind the rose? Just imagine it opening up. Imagine that. That's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor at this time of year when, at least in this part of the world, we start to see roses. So thank you, everyone, for being here today. Uh, May you find peace on your path. Take care. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.